Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And Jeremy, um, you know, I haven't seen you in forever, which is a freaking vacation thing. I know. I appreciate you on that one. Such a nice break, not having to deal with you. Like, for real. That's one of those things where I just like, when can I get another one of those? Can I get another one of those, please? Just one more? No, because unfortunately, (laughs) I have to, we have to go to these events together and stuff. I have to see you outside of the podcast. It's, it's awful. Hey, don't blame me because people want to see me too, okay? I mean, come on, you know. I'm not the only famous person around here anymore, all right? People love me. They love me, I tell you. They love me. Keep telling yourself that. I am. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Wanted to welcome everybody to uh, our live broadcast. And uh, apologies that we haven't been here a little bit. We've had scheduling conflicts, plus, you know, the rain's been acting up. So, But we're back here, and uh, thank you for joining us here on this live broadcast. Now, as Jeremy uh, actually mentioned, I did – we did see – going to an event actually not uh uh what was it was it last sunday was it, it was last sunday right it was last sunday yeah yeah it was last sunday and we wanted to show everybody uh the event uh but we had some technical difficulties on monday so we are here to show you this event it was a great uh event but you know what i mean I, i'm not gonna speak on it too much jeremy i mean you you uh were there uh what would you think of the event it, it was an awesome event it was a benefit uh by black widow and uh Black Widow Justice to um, help promote and raise funds for the No Chance Foundation, which is a really cool foundation and um, just a great group of people. Really fun event, fun music, uh, great food. It was just it was a really awesome time. So we got a little bit of footage here for you guys to check out and kind of show you a little bit of what the, the whole event was like. Awesome. And of course, uh, you know, I had fun doing this as well. This is actually a lot of fun for me. I I enjoyed filming it. It was a great event. Uh, for all of you that are listening to us uh, on on uh, our audio apps, uh, if you want to check out the footage, uh, go ahead and check out our YouTube channel for the replay so you can check out all the footage, all the fun that we had. The bikes were amazing, uh, especially there was one bike that was dedicated to Kobe Bryant. Uh, it had all it was all Kobe Bryant out like it had his number and number eight on it. And at the very front of it, it had a picture of him and Gigi on. It was beautiful. The entire event was absolutely incredible, man. It really was. It was uh, even though I had to put up with you, it was a great time. And uh, the food made it all worth it. Though, the food so. made it worth it. Definitely. <laughs> and like I said, just some great people. So if you guys get a chance and you're in the area, check out the No Chance Foundation and uh, check out Black Widow for the upcoming events and fundraisers they're going to be doing because it's a really good time. Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, again, they, it, this was a Mardi Gras event that they did. Uh, they had a lot of uh, great food out there. They had uh, some, you know, Southern cuisine. They had, of course, my because I'm Salvadorian, they have pupusas, you know, which uh, which is funny because I Joni has had them before, but she doesn't remember. So we had to give her a little taste reminder of it and she enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, uh, they were so good. 
And she also bought a candy apple, as you saw in the footage. She was very Wait, happy about the candy apple. By the way, we tried and was insane. It was insanely good. Nice, nice. We had a great time. I uh, wanted to welcome everybody to the stream right here. Uh, Deborah, thanks for... Uh, <laughs> She actually said something funny. Uh, she actually said, uh, "I gained. I just gained a hundred pounds just seeing all the food." <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough on the stomach, but man, it was well worth it. It was so good. Oh yeah, no, I I agree with that. You know, it was, it was definitely. Uh, I we got uh, JC Strickland saying, "I uh, gotta say, Jeremy rocked that purple shirt, and Joni uh, Miller looked amazing too." So you, you know, Jason. stop 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 telling them lies. Anyway, <laughs> Joni looked great. Him, I don't know. He looked like. Uh, you know, a, a small version of uh, Barney. But anyways, <laughs> I was waiting to see where you were going to go with that. That was all right. That one was okay. That was okay. That was okay. I'll give you a pass on that one. All right, cool. Um, but as we would, um, you know, as uh, we would have it, traditionally we have it here on the show. Again, hashtag Jeremy got a freaking TikTok is still going strong. And uh, I have a couple of TikToks here for you. One all of right. them has to do with, as, as we all know, when we get on planes, we get a little bit nervous. And uh, I've seen other videos of uh the the stewards or uh you know flight attendants uh that are there that uh pretty much give you the rundown about you know procedures and emergency procedures and things like that Ooh, are we gonna one, see a, a different i love these this these is are, gonna be a different version ones of it. are awesome yep we're gonna see a different version of it uh hopefully this this one actually had me cracking up i don't know if you've seen this one jeremy but this is actually pretty funny so go ahead and check it out if you do decide to leave you will not be allowed access back on board and parachutes are not included here at frontier airlines we like to keep up with all the latest fashion trends in the event that this flight becomes a cruise, all of you lucky people get your own itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikinis beneath your seat. <laughs> Minus the itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, and you get no polka dots. Once you're outside the aircraft, pull down sharply on the red tab that's on the front, or for those of you who love to make life difficult, you can blow into that red tube near your shoulder to blow. I mean inflate. The beautiful bikini is equipped with a water-activated light. How in the world that works, I have no idea. So if you figure it out, please do let me know. And if by chance yours does not inflate, well, grab your neighbor and hold on for dear life. <laughs> the location and use of life vests for your child that shows the most potential is located in that safety information card. If needed due to a loss of cabin pressure, four oxygen masks will drop from the compartment over your head. Ignore those and grab your nearest flight attendant to get some air. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> Once you stop screaming, place that mask over your nose and your mouth. To adjust, pull on the elastic tabs on either side. Make sure to adjust your own mask before assisting your favorite child, another passenger, or your husband who's definitely screaming louder than you are. <laughs> And let's be honest, only those of you that pay the extra $49.99 get any oxygen. <laughs> Smoking of any kind is not allowed on the aircraft. Unless you're like me and you're smoking hot. <laughs> Thank you so much for your attention. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your flight to Colorado Springs. And for those of you who didn't give us your full attention, good luck. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. It's the type of it's the type of stuff that you know you just like look back and you're like, I I, I gotta go back on Frontier Airline for that. That was pretty funny. Uh he was incredibly creative. I absolutely love the guys who can do that, guys and gals. Um it was that was really awesome. I remember one guy we had, I believe it was on a Southwest flight. I don't remember his whole spiel, 
but when he got to the seatbelts part, he basically was, you know, explaining how to buckle them and started making fun of anybody who couldn't and didn't know how a seatbelt worked. And then basically said, if you can't figure it out and can't get the seatbelt to work, well, kiss your butt goodbye. And <laughs> you gotta love those. It sticks with you, but it's it's great. It's a great icebreaker, especially for people who are maybe a little nervous, a little uncomfortable. I mean, I yeah, I know. I, I've been flying since I was, you know, seven years old. And during the show, I traveled every weekend. I mean, I was on a different plane every single weekend flying somewhere. So I don't get nervous anymore. I mean, I really don't. It takes a big, it's like I told you that one time, um, flying back from a convention and I've got Lorenzo Lamas and Todd Bridges in yeah. my row and all of these guys and a whole bunch of actors and actresses. And we lost 5,000 feet of altitude. I, like that. I mean, we literally lifted up in our seats. Everybody turned into crying little kids. It was like, hey! <laughs> and literally as as we settled i think it was lorenzo had his hand on todd's chest todd's got his hand on my leg gripping the hell out of it and um i'm literally reaching over and i've got lorenzo's shoulders so we're like all across <laughs> each other just like oh shit. it was really funny but no i don't get really you know nervous anymore but it's still fun and it kind of breaks the monotony and the uh you know boredom and agitation of, of of travel nowadays when a yeah. great a great flight attendant does that i had a similar experience actually uh on my i think it was my 23rd birthday something like that a few years ago and uh, i was so nervous you i shut up uh it was just yesterday um so what happened was that uh i was on my way to vegas and i uh, was uh actually flying out of burbank uh, airport and uh, I was nervous, like I, I'm scared of flying. I'm I'm mostly scared of the taking off and the landing part. Those are the two that I'm freaking out about all the time. The flying, not so much, unless there's like crazy turbulence. But you know, from here to Vegas, it's not it's not a huge deal. Um, but the 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 pilot actually made it a lot. Of, like I, I forgot the spiel that he did, but the entire thing was freaking hilarious. And I was like, okay, that that made me laugh and that calmed me down a bit. So I was yep. I was I was okay with that, you know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 definitely cool when you have flight attendants and we have pilots to go ahead and ease your your nerves a little bit by putting in a little humor because they all know they all know that you're nervous. You're, you're some people are very nervous. Of Even flying. if you're not nervous, just travel flying. It is a stressful situation. People are agitated. They're tense, you know, and that goes a long way to settling people down and putting them in a better mind frame. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, this next TikTok uh, is actually a very short one, but it has to do with, uh, well, our 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 uh, our first responders, our our healthcare workers, and everything. How hard they work to the point that sometimes they're a little out of it when they get home. Check this out. Talk about being completely out of it. <laughs> she actually, and in the captions, she actually said, that's how tired I was, that I didn't even notice that I was doing this to my to my camera. <laughs> and so okay. I was like, and, and then like the part where she like, kind of like shakes her head, like, 
wait a minute, you're home. You're not still at the hospital. <laughs> Anyone in the healthcare, you know, who works in a hospital, who nurses, doctor, I mean, they will tell you that is there's that is no joke. Um, you know, I'm not to feed into the stereotype, but everybody knows it's pretty true. Is um, Joni's family being Filipino? There's quite a lot of nurses. Um, in in her family mm -hmm. and yeah that uh that is a pretty accurate uh depiction oh dude even as and joni was a bartender i was a bartender but there was uh there was one point uh when i was bartending worst job i ever had really was at a at this uh mexican restaurant and the the thing is it wasn't it was worse because of like how difficult it was every single thing that we, every drink we had to do we had to hand craft and they had me in the well now if any of you are, are aren't familiar with what that means the well is usually where you get every like where you prepare drinks for the entire restaurant like tickets are just coming in and in and in and you have to just prepare all those drinks for the entire restaurant for those to put it on the servers uh um you know uh uh thing or whatever and then just have them take it out well it got so bad i was like in my first week of training and I just kept on hearing that damn freaking printer, just print, print, print. So bad to the point that I actually had a dream. That's This has never happened in my entire, like, what, six, seven years of bartending. I never had a dream like this to the point that this job got so bad that at one point I actually dreamt I was there. And I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, the printer <laughs> I actually reached over to the printer. I was like, wait a minute, I'm home. Never mind. <laughs> it was just a dream. I'm okay. Too like, good. It was so bad. It was so bad. Um, but yeah, that happens. That really happens when when the work is so intense like that. When you're like out of it. But anyways, uh, this last TikTok that I got for you has to do with what happens when Mama gets pissed off. Check this out. So yesterday, I caught a couple of people keying the side of my Jeep and puncturing its tire. As soon as I caught them doing it and I asked them what the hell they were doing, they took off running saying, get fucked, Quinn. And luckily my awesome neighbor over here has a ring doorbell camera and he caught their faces while they were trying to run. We gave the video file to the police and well, as it turns out, it's a couple of teenagers. The police asked me if I wanted to press any charges and I said, well, can we go talk to them first? The police officer goes with me to their house and the police officer knocks on the door. A lady opens up the door and he asks if these two boys lived here. And I could see the anger and the fear on this lady's face. Shit. Yeah, this is their mama. She calls the kids to the front door. The kids get to the front door. They see the police officer and they see me. They actually looked shocked. They looked shocked until they looked at their mom. That's when I saw the fear. The mom looked at them and said, what the fuck did you do? The police officer started to say why we were there. The mom put her hand up to the police officer and said, no, I want them to tell me. Now, I don't believe she was trying to be rude to the officer. I think she wanted to hear it from her fucking kid's mouth. The older one piped up and said, we keyed that guy's car. This kid wouldn't even look his mom in the eye when he was talking to her. <laughs> this kid was fucking scared of his mom. I showed her the picture of what the damage they did on the side of my vehicle with their keying. And I showed her like, look, they also punctured my tire. The boys looked at each other and said, whoa, nah, uh we didn't puncture a tire. <laughs> mom whops him upside the head. She said, really? You think you're gonna get out of this because this man is saying you punctured his tire and it clearly looks flat and you're saying that you didn't, but you think you're gonna get out of this by taking a tone with him? Like you're some innocent little kid? The kid holding back tears says, mama, I promise I didn't puncture no tire. 
and I actually started feeling for the kids a little bit because I have a mama who when she is mad, I am scared shitless. I know that fear. I chimed in and said, well, maybe they didn't puncture a tire. Kind of looks like it has some curb rash on the side of it. So maybe it just has a slow leak due to my own fault. It might be a coincidence that my tire's going flat at the same time when they keyed my car. I don't know. Mama snapped her head around and was like, don't you dare make excuses for them. I jumped back. I did. I was like, motherfucker. All right. I'm sorry. The police officer had to turn away and chuckle a little bit. I'm like, dude, I'm scared. He said, I am too. Mama said she would cover all of the damages and gave me all the cash that she had at that point in time. She said, don't worry. In a few days, I'll make sure you have the rest of the money. Plus, these boys are going to come wash your Jeep. Well, suffice it to say, that happened to that to those two boys. Everything, man. I got to tell you one thing: when it comes to when it comes to mamas, you don't mess with them. You just don't. My oh, mom, no. my mom. I swear, I would have done anything like that. Anything like that. Oh, I needed to join the FBI witness protection program from her. Oh, are you kidding? That's the same thing with me. I mean, on a much smaller scale, we were just messing around, but there was this guy who was not the nicest guy on our block and around Halloween one year we silly stringed his car my mother ended up having a conversation with him and then I ended up having a conversation with my mother's belt so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep facts those are the, that's pretty much how it went uh and it's so funny I'll never forget it like well, uh I can tell you another one I mean wasn't me but Joni and I were pulling out of a parking space in a parking lot mm -hmm. and these two kids slammed into our car. I mean, just absolutely hammered the side of our car. They were racing through the parking lot and they hit the car and then they tried to bail out. Well, you know, Joni, that is not going to happen. She gunned it and chased them down, followed them all around the area we were in before they tried to lose us in their own apartment complex. So they ended up rushing into a parking, you know, center mm -hmm. parking and running out and trying to disappear. Well, we parked right behind the car, found, called the cops and the cops came and there's Joni. Oh, I was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so these people, um, the cops come and they find, you know, from the license plate, they find where these people live and they go to the house. Now they had us stay at the car, but uh, apparently it was two kids who had stolen their mom's car and gone joyriding. Oh, no. From what the cops said, the mom was, I mean, so pissed off. I mean, just livid, like these children might not be alive today. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I seriously, I I never did anything so extreme because I feared for my life. Like <laughs> hey, fear is a good thing sometimes. I never, I did little things here and there that was kind of pushing the envelope. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was like, okay, you're, you're treading on thin ice here. Let's not, let's not go overboard here. But yeah. I did. I, I was more afraid of my mother than my father. Like my dad, my dad, when he, when he punished me, he had a heavy hand, never left bruises or anything, but his hurt. That's why he never really did it. But my mom, she was the one that was in charge of that 
all the time and she hurt like she like again no bruises nothing like that not like oh punishing your child when well blah, blah, blah. no 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 like there's a difference and i had an argument with somebody about this on tiktok i said there's a difference between punishing and beating my parents punished you know enough to for me to remember not to do it again so you know treat your kids the way you want to treat them but you know my parents they treat they they punished me they they did their work on me and it, i deserved it i deserved I, it exactly i had a healthy fear of my parents you know that respect is is not a bad thing i'm sorry to disagree with modern day psychology but uh you know that fear is a valuable thing in teaching you you know to behave because there are a lot bigger things than you to fear in the world and you need to learn that young well i mean my dad you know I, and I, I love my dad him and i we have our moments as you know jeremy we have a lot of our no <laughs> but i love him to death but like he's a very wise man and he and i think i've said this his saying before on here and i'll say it again he always used to tell me whenever he punished me or after he punished me and tried to like maybe understand why he punished me he would say son i'd rather punish the child of today so the law doesn't punish the man of tomorrow mm -hmm. and those are wise words i live by and thanks to that i'm not you know i'm, I'm not you know freaking knocking over uh you know 7-elevens or anything like that you know i mean but that's just that's what that's what parents that's what in my opinion that's what good parenting is is like you said healthy fear <laughs> you know i mean i like that healthy fear and that's the way it goes and these kids oh i'm sure they learned their lesson after that. what was funny is is just like is the cop and him both like he she's like no don't try to make excuses for them He's like, okay, never mind i was trying to help you guys out you're on your own <laughs> yeah you don't want to mess with the mama bear not at that point no at that point it's on and cracking you know and he was like when they even looked at like like he even looked at the cop he's like i'm afraid he's like so am i <laughs> <laughs> even the cop was like i'm not messing with her dude yeah. but those are th that's a good parent right there to go ahead and Absolutely. be responsible take responsibility and be like these kids are gonna go ahead and they're gonna go ahead and work off the damage that they've done so good Absolutely. Right it's, there. it's too often you see nowadays parents are just willing to make excuses for anything their children do so uh, I, I love the fact that these children are going to learn consequences. And we have somebody, we, we have Carl right here saying, okay, my dad was 6'6 six, six and 280 pounds and chief of police. What do you think my <laughs> life was like? <laughs> oh, Carl, I feel for you, baby. <laughs> Ooh, that's tough right there. That's a tough one right there. Uh, we got Deborah that's also uh, uh, commenting. He's like, yeah, my mom is terrifying. When mad, LOL. She's kind of like Kyle's mom from South Park. <laughs> Oh my God. I bet you anything. If we all got together and told our stories of what our parents, you know, were like, oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and then we got JC right here. Uh, this mama bear punished the right way and proves parents can be creative without being physical and punishing their youngins. I mean, yeah. I like so for some parents it works for some parents. It does work, you know, to go ahead and do it. And also like, it also comes to a point where parents also know when to stop punishing, physically punishing a, their a, kids. A good a good parent does exactly you know like my mom when i got to a certain age 
she stopped phys like physically like you know using the belt she actually would use a chancla but that's beside the point um that's a, that's more of a latin thing right there you know? no, not like, just latin not just latin it's called they'll call it something different but that is very filipino and southeast asian as well dude it's crazy you get that chancla flying across the room baby oh and and moms they have crazy accuracy yep like they have crazy like it's almost like a boomerang shot it's like <laughs> she's like Haha, you missed dunk on the other end i'm like where the hell did that come from like <laughs> how did you do that oh my god it's so funny because joni uh she actually did a mama move this past weekend on uh, uh when we were at the event and it was the funniest thing because this is something my mom would do. It's freaking, it was crazy. Like she brought me back for a second. So I'm in my bag. I brought my backpack with me that had all of my camera equipment, everything else. And I'm in there and I'm trying, and she has the funnel cake. Cause that funnel cake that they made, that was actually for me. Cause I'd never had funnel cake before. Uh, it was my first time trying it. And we're there and she's holding the plate and I'm holding the bag and I'm like, dude, I can't find my lens to put on my camera, you know, cause I'm putting my camera away and I need to like cover the lens up to protect it from scratching. And I was like, I can't find the lens. I'm looking for it. And Joni's like, give me the bag. Let me look for it. One try. And she found the damn thing. And I'm like, how the hell yeah, to do that? She didn't even look in the bag. She just stuck her hand in and pulled it right out. <laughs> I was like, how did dude, seriously that's something my mom would have done my mom like my mom would be like go look for this for me and i'm like okay fine i'm like mom i couldn't find it. it's like if i go in there and <laughs> yeah. i find it what do you think i should do to you everyone like, has heard that their parent one of their parents say that and everyone. i'm so bold i'm so bold i'm like go ahead and look for it i dare go ahead and do whatever you want after you find it. like okay she comes back <laughs> like, literally 10 seconds later and i'm like you put that in there. I know you put that. You planted that in there. You had it the whole. You're screwing with me, aren't you? <laughs> Most of the time, she would crack up laughing. She was like, "Oh, you're an idiot." <laughs> well, you know, I always loved and agreed with your mother. <laughs> yeah. In <laughs> that point, I tended to agree with her too because I don't know how she did it. But yeah, I had that moment with Joni uh, this past Sunday, and it, it brought back good memories and very disturbing ones. I kind of had a tick afterward the entire time that we were there. And Joni's like, one second. <laughs> it took one second for her to find it. Ay, ay, ay. Gotta love moms. Uh, too good. Anyways, uh, we got some great news for you guys uh, coming up. Hopefully, you guys all enjoyed uh, the uh, the uh, the the TikToks. But uh, Jeremy, we got something going on uh, with a substitute teacher. What's going on over there? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have a substitute teacher in North Carolina who apparently prepared for his day at the middle school by packing his backpack with a half-smoked blunt. Oh, wonderful! A baggie of marijuana. And multiple twisted iced teas, multiple cans of twisted iced tea. It was discovered after a strong smell of marijuana was smelled coming from his classroom. Mm -hmm. And he was subsequently arrested and charged with possession of multiple substances, as well as possession of those substances on a school grounds in proximity to children. Oh, wonderful. So he's in deep, deep, deep shit. And... Let me just say this. I know teaching is hard. My mother was a teacher and her least favorite students to teach were sixth, seventh and eighth graders. They're terrors. They're absolute terrors. I get it. But seriously, you need a blunt, 
backup baggie of weed and multiple cans of alcoholic iced tea to get you through the day. Wow. That's pretty I bad. I didn't know it's gotten that bad. <laughs> oh my God. And we got, and Deborah actually, she's saying she's a teacher herself. So, uh, I mean, well, Deborah, can you, can you answer that question? Has it gotten that bad? <laughs> Has it gotten that bad, Deborah? <laughs> I remember, oh man, it's, it's crazy. Cause when I was in high school, uh, we actually, and this is after I graduated, we had suspicion that both my economics teacher and my science teacher were doing stuff. Like they were doing like some illegal narcotics uh, separately. Of course, I don't know. Well, then again, I don't know <laughs> if, if they did it uh, uh, together. Oh, and Deborah just, uh, she was, she went ahead and confirmed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless you for what you do, Deborah. <laughs> oh lord oh lord <laughs> carl mcdonald saying poor willie nelson <laughs> um anyways uh so anyways uh, as as uh so uh both uh, the economics teacher and science teacher uh the, the the science teacher actually got caught uh there was police wow. that were actually called at uh, his name uh, well i'm not going to mention his name but uh the, he uh he actually passed away or rumor has it that he was found in an abandoned hotel in the trash can dead no idea how that happened it was kind of sad but yeah he actually ended up getting arrested and fired uh for <laughs> to this day we're still not sure if he was actually making the drugs in the science lab or what but it was something to that effect he was doing cocaine so i have no idea so you have um, walter you know teaching at your school yeah, right no doubt uh and then of course my econ teacher uh i actually liked her she was a lot of fun she was so like stringy and so wiry Turns out that we found out that she was actually doing cocaine as well. I'm like, oh, well, that explains a whole lot. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, my God. Deborah's saying, uh, she's saying, I work uh, with preschool kids, and kids come in smelling like pot. That's not a shock. I, you know, I, I am a proponent of medical marijuana and of even legalized marijuana under certain regulations and things like that. But there are way too many parents that you're hearing about nowadays that are leaving stuff out around kids that are doing it around their kids. So that's sad to hear, Deborah. I, I don't like hearing that at all. Oh, man. Yeah, it's that's. That's insane. Well, going to go ahead and move on to some entertainment news. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, as we all know, won her ski case. Uh, and as we all know, it was actually against a retired uh, orthodontist, Dr. Terry Sanderson, uh, that was actually suing her for a, for a little over $3 million for damages and, uh, and other such things. And looks like the jury actually uh, was in favor of Gwyneth Paltrow. And she was awarded $1. And she it was a symbolic symbolic uh gesture that she was actually looking for because obviously she doesn't need the money uh and she's not looking to like make any money off that she uh, her main goal here was to clear her name her good mm -hmm. name uh obviously we know that gwyneth has not been involved in anything scandalous through her entire most of her entire career and for this to come up with something that she's like okay i need to prove myself that i'm not the person that this person uh, suggest that I am so therefore we're gonna go to court we're gonna go uh, do this and I'm gonna win and sure enough she did uh, at the end of it she actually even she took it one step further and basically uh they uh she walked up to uh dr sanderson and uh the news reporters asked what did she say to you when the when the jury passed the verdict and when the case was dismissed she and he said basically she said quote i wish you well i mean that's 
that's a classy thing to do, you know, even Absolutely. win or lose. I mean, Gwyneth showed class by by even wishing this person well, even though this person was trying to sue her for a lot of money uh, for something that was not her fault. Well, that's what it seems like. I mean, again, we don't have all the details in the case, but one of the jurors actually did come out and speak on why she made the decision she did. And it would appear that there was footage of this person, this guy actually traveling around the world within weeks of this, you know, accident happening and over the next couple of months, but he was claiming brain damage and he was claiming all these injuries, yet he's flying all over the world and traveling and doing all this different stuff. So it was, uh, they just said it came off as a little disingenuous and that they, you know, they believed Gwyneth Paltrow's testimony and that it was a discussion that she's an actress, you know, she's good at pretending and portraying what she wants to hear but the, they kept that in mind that, that they found her very believable so um glad she was able to clear her name um it's sad that you know people are often looking for a payday from you know people who are well off and in the public eye it does happen all the time um does this you ever happen me? to you at all well no i mean not not like that um and I was a kid when, you know, when the show was going on and the popularity and everything else was like that. So I, I didn't really get into situations like that being as young as I was. Well, lucky for and, you. and it was a different time. I mean, you know, I got into some fights. I got into some stuff that if it probably happened now, maybe somebody would have turned around and tried to sue me. Um, it's definitely possible. I mean, I was a bit of a, you know, hothead. So, uh, Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, I'm going to go ahead and sue you. How about that? I'll go ahead and end that streak. Good luck with that. <laughs> sue you for what? I have no idea, but I'll figure something out. Sexual harassment. There you go. <laughs> well, that's just good publicity for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I mean, I'm glad that uh, that everything worked out for going to the Paltrow. I mean, again, it doesn't seem like she has an evil bone in her body. Uh, it doesn't seem that she's really like done anything. You know, again, we've followed her career. I've, I've followed her career for many years and many things. And never have I ever heard of anything scandalous come from her or her family, for that matter. So it's great to see that, you know, justice prevailed. And uh, she was again, she was awarded a dollar. You know, I mean, that was just which is, a... which is actually very common in cases like this, um, a symbolic uh, monetary uh, victory that they have to tax something on um, a dollar. It's actually very common. I mean, if if I were her, if I were in that position, I probably would have sued for the I would have matched that, but I would have donated that money to charity. And said, you know what? In essence, you're not giving it to me. You're giving it to charity. If I, which, if I, which is, I, I get that, and it's a, it's a good way of thinking about it. But at the same time, it it still is a bit vindictive, and I think she was trying not to do that because penalizing him for a large amount of money like that is kind of an eye for an eye kind of a thing. I think I she mean, was maybe trying. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I, was, I don't. I, was say, I, I think she was trying to be more magnanimous than that. I mean, in my opinion, it's like, it's, it's not vengeance. It's, it's basic. I mean, yeah, it is vengeance. It's an eye for an eye. I mean, you're suing me. I'm going to sue you right back. You know, I mean, it's not, you know, you want to go ahead and play this game. You want to try to go out for a payday. For me, it's a lesson for you to learn. An Don't try to get a payday. An eye leaves the whole world blind. 
In other entertainment news, <laughs> Gandhi, baby. <laughs> In other entertainment news, <laughs> Star Trek uh, is set for a brand new uh, series uh, is coming to Paramount Plus, actually. And of course, we all know that uh, Star Trek Picard, that's in its last season. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is actually going to be premiering its last season right after Picard ends theirs. Uh, and dude, again, Jeremy, I'm telling you, you got to watch the season of Picard. It's very, very entertaining, very fascinating. Uh, I, I would like to use Mr. Spock's uh, words. It's very fascinating. Uh, so <laughs> I would definitely recommend anybody to go ahead and watch Star Trek Picard this season because pra they're practically bringing the entire cast from Next Generation back and even some cameos from Voyager as well. So, uh, so far it's been very, like, it's very, been very, very entertaining. A lot of questions to be asked. And so I'm looking forward to seeing the end. I honestly think that the end of Star Trek Picard will do its just, will do it justice more so than the end of The Next Generation did because it seemed like there was a lot of unanswered questions towards the end of next generation which granted the movies answered a lot of it and but still it still didn't give it the the ending that i that i like to be honest with you well you have to remember that star trek never wrapped up a series it was it was never that final episode that answers all your questions and everything else because it was supposed to be this continuing saga so it's more of a that's a newer trend, you know, for them to start trying to wrap up the questions of a certain series before they begin on a new one. That was nothing that they ever really did with the original series. So yeah. it wasn't uh, that wasn't the direction they were trying to go. But it is paving the way for a new generation, for lack of a better word. Uh, they're having they're, the studios are actually for, have formally announced. This is coming from IGN.com. CBS quote CBS Studios and Paramount Plus have formally announced Star Trek starfleet academy a new star trek series that will follow a new class of starfleet cadets production on the show is set to begin in 2024 in celebration of the series order uh co-showrunners and executive producers alex kurtzman and noga landau released the following statement that gives a little bit of insight into what starfleet academy is all about it goes on to say, quote, admission is now open to Starfleet Academy. Explore the galaxy. Captain your destiny. For the first time in over a century, our campus will be reopened to admit individuals a minimum of 16 Earth years or a species equivalent who dream of exceeding their physical, mental and spiritual limits, who value friendship, camaraderie, honor and devotion to a cause greater than themselves. The coursework will be rigorous. The instructor among the brightest lights in their respective fields and those accepted will live and study side by side with the most diverse population of students ever admitted today we encourage all who share our dreams goals and values to join a new generation of visionary cadets as they take their first steps toward creating a bright future for us all apply today ex-artist centennial or sentiel that's actually really cool how they made that announcement to be honest I think the announcement is awesome, <clears throat> but I am such a a nerd, and I know this will probably not be the take most people want to see on this. But honestly, what I would want to see them doing that is 
make it about the academy, make it about what they're going through and what they're learning and everything else, which I know they're going to touch on. But this being Star Trek, you know, there's going to be a lot of space travel, them exploring something goes wrong and the new students have to, you know, adapt and fix it or whatever. Um, that's very traditionally Star Trek, and I'm sure that's what the fandom wants. But honestly, I mean, I would love to see make, make it a freaking, you know, a high school show about being in the academy. I mean, make it about the relationships and the crap they have to go through. And, you know, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't care if they even saw space in an episode. I, I would find it fascinating if they went completely off track like that. Well, I mean, I'm thinking that that's probably where they're going to go. I'm assuming that's probably where they're going to go. Because, again, like you said, you know, I mean, Starfleet cadets, they can't really leave the campus. They have to stay where they're at or they have to stay in the, in the same system, in the same uh, solar system, because they have to practice, you know, doing runs from Earth to Mars, Earth to Saturn, things like that. And that's how they practice, you know, going through their through their uh, 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 through their school, uh, you know, how they learn. Um, but it's it's one of those things where. I honestly think that that's probably where they're going to go. And I'm like you. I look forward to seeing what happens. My question here is, what timeline are they going to use? Because... At this point, we're, we're uh, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard are on two different timelines. Mm-hmm. Discovery takes place like, I think, what, 100 years into the future from Picard? And Picard is basically now. It's basically like what, what the timeline is now. So I'm curious to see what Starfleet Academy they're going to use, what timeline they're going to use, because the timeline that's in the future... According to what Discovery says, it it, it it takes place in a time where uh the Federation has parted ways. They've all like gone their own separate ways. The Federation was dissolved due to a huge accident that happened. Now, is this Starfleet Academy a new Starfleet Academy that's gonna start? Because they kind of teased it in Star Trek Discovery, where the, the cadets are starting to like come back to Starfleet Academy. They're starting to learn certain things. So that's in Discovery. But are they gonna use that timeline? That's the question. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll go ahead and wait to see what happens. Filming starts in 2024, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, JC actually had, uh, uh, you know, something to say. Jeremy Miller, if you want ner- to uh, want to nerd out, uh, check Lavar Burton and Micah Burton's appearance on the View when Whippy pulls a Jordy trick on him uh, with breaking news between the longtime friends. So I'll have to check it out. Thanks, JC. Gonna have to check that one out. He also mentioned uh, something having to do with uh, Kurtzman. He says I-, I give Kurtzman a lot of credit for the amazing work on Picard so I'm psyched to see what they come up with for the Academy series I agree they did a great they're doing a great job with Star Trek Picard so I'm actually looking forward to that and seeing what else transpires when it comes to the new Star Star Trek Starfleet Academy we'll just have to wait and see what happens from Star Trek to Power Rangers Amy Jo Johnson actually uh, has announced that she is coming up with a brand new uh, comic that shows the Power Rangers her version of the Power Rangers. Now, many people, uh, uh, many uh, people on social media, kind of uh, gave her a little bit of a hard time because she didn't show up for the reunion that's set to air April nineteenth, my birthday, uh, <laughs> Netflix, which is uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I believe, it's um, uh, Power Rangers Forever, something like that. It's, it's titled, and it premieres on Netflix April nineteenth. Now. The thing here is that everybody was assuming that it had to do with money, 
that Amy Jo Johnson did not uh, show up there because of money reasons, because they didn't pay her enough. That's not the case, actually. According to what, uh, from what Variety says, it basically has to do with time. Like, it's just, you know... Uh, she just didn't have time. Uh, uh, she uh, spoke to Variety and she said, quote, there were a bunch of different factors that came into play. One of them being I was working on other projects and I also have a 14 year old. I stopped acting and switched my focus to writing and directing almost 10 years ago. I can give you a list of excuses. So that's one of the reasons why she decided not, come, not to come back. And actually, here's a little uh, tidbit of information. She's actually directed her directorial debut was when one of the episodes of Superman and Lois that she actually directed one of the CW episodes of that TV show. So she's, you know, doing her own thing. She's uh, directing. So she doesn't really have time. Now she has this new comic book uh, that she decided to write. And I, I, for one, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for Amy Jo Johnson. I think it's really cool that she found another path that she's really, really enjoying. Um, a lot of people move from in front of the camera to behind the camera. So it's really cool to see. And I wish her nothing but success. I was never of the age group that was interested in Power Rangers. That was more my younger brothers, my youngest brothers, you know, my and baby, me. my baby brothers. Time frame. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I think it's awesome. And a lot of those kids on there ended up having some hard problems yep. and going through some stuff and it's good to see she you know found her way and is doing well yeah no doubt and yeah. uh uh, the new, uh, the, the 30th anniversary of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that's airing, uh, actually the, 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 has something to do with, uh, the, with Trini's daughter. Uh, apparently they're going to address uh, Trini's passing, uh, in their version. Uh, and basically it has to do with, uh, Trini dying while she was, uh, a Power Ranger or something like that. Not too many details going on right there. So we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens for, I'm actually looking forward to watching and to see exactly how they talk about Trini's death and also, uh, the Green Ranger, how are they going to implement that? Because as we all know, uh, you know, uh, he passed away, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, recently, um, you know, he, and that's something else that that uh, Amy Joe touched on as well, how um, how uh, he was part of her, her family as well. Like he pretty much was a part of the family. Uh, they were Jason David Frank was very close to the family with her. And so she took it very hard. She actually uh, even did a dedication when he passed away. But my my curiosity is, how are they going to implement that Green Ranger into the new 30th anniversary? I'm kind of curious about that, to be honest. No, that'd be, it'll be interesting to see how they go about doing it. There's plenty of ways and there's plenty of, I mean, they could bring on a new character who's filled that role. They could bring on a relative who's filled that role. They can do a lot of different, there's a lot of different writing tricks and stuff like that, but it's hard, you know, and as a, as a performer and as an actor, who's part of an ensemble, it's hard to go back to that when you've lost somebody. Um, you know, if, when we were in talks about, moving forwards with a growing pains reboot you know all of us were talking about how difficult it would be to move forward with a with a reboot without alan and to actually shoot it without him so it's understandable that she'd have some reservations about that as well 
Yeah. So, uh, and again, I mean, looking forward to seeing what she does with her book and looking forward to the, you know, Power Rangers reunion. I'm actually curious to see what happens. So you laugh. Okay. You laugh, but that was my, that was like, I was entertained by that. You know why I liked it? Because it has similarities to Voltron. That's why I didn't like it because I was like, you're a Voltron ripoff. Knock it off. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. All right. It was like a live action Voltron for me. So that's why I got into it. They never did a live action for Voltron. No, so... they didn't. No, they didn't. And oh, that was I... one of my favorite cartoons as a kid. So well, there you go. So Power Rangers went ahead and did a live action version of their Voltron. So there. Ah. <laughs> like I, said, I wish them nothing but the best, but I couldn't have been less interested by the time that came around. Oh, Lord. In Sports Angel star Anthony Rendon under police investigation. Now, this has to do with uh, an altercation that he had with a fan. This, according to TMZ News, uh, there was actually an update as of 2.23 p.m. today. Uh, the Oakland Police Department says it has seen video of Anthony Rendon's altercation with the fan, and it has now launched an investigation into the matter. Although we are still unaware who the victim is. This is according to a spokesman uh, for OPD. Uh, said in a statement that, to TMZ Sports on Friday afternoon surveillance video of the incident has surfaced has yeah has surfaced as a result opd created an incident made a report and is actively investigating now this shortly after uh anaheim lost uh they got into a like apparently uh the fans were you know fans fans are going to be fans they're going to go ahead and heckle they're going to go ahead and be all happy about it players need to figure out how to calm down and not go into it because i mean you know they're fans they're gonna do that it's got to go in through one ear out through the other not you know not enable the fan because that's just going to create a bigger friction i agree um it's it's really kind of ridiculous i mean given these are younger guys a lot of them are hot tempered they're very competitive but you're a professional you're playing being paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to play a game you know, being responsible and being professional is part of your job. You have large security crews that protect these teams. You have large security crews at every stadium. There are people who will do your job for you if somebody gets out of line to the point where you feel you had to respond physically. You have people to do that for you now. Be a professional. You know, it's it's kind of ridiculous. All these all these athletes going after fans in the stands. I mean, unless somebody lays hands on your family, what the hell are you thinking? I mean, I think a lot of these athletes are becoming very sensitive towards fans. I mean, look at look at in the NBA. If a fan starts heckling one of the players, they get ejected. Now, most of these fans, they they pay a lot of money a lot of money to be right there now do i agree with them throwing anything no absolutely not they throw something they get ejected but words sticks and stones bro come on sticks and stones reggie miller's got to be rolling over in his grave and he's not even dead you know i mean (laughs) i was like when did he die (laughs) you got me there with that i was like when did he die (laughs) you know i mean his battles with spike lee when they would play the knicks are legendary He, he would go after fans, never physically. He would jaw right back at them and then drain 30 points and turn to them and say, what now? You know, same thing I mean, Jordan I, did. Jordan exactly. did the exact same thing. He's like, at one point I saw this, uh, this video that a fan made where uh, a fan was heckling him and Jordan's like, all right. He just smiled <laughs> after he freaking sunk in 30, 40, whatever points it was. He looked at the fans like that one's for you. 
And he pointed at him and was like, that one's for you. Oh, yeah. That's how you talk back. That's how you fight back with a heckler. Not, um, you see that guy over there? I need him ejected because I can't play. I can't concentrate. I'm being paid millions of dollars. And I can't win, win. Come on. Get over I, yourselves. I agree, you know, but I, on the lines of having him thrown out is better than going after him physically. You know, I'll say that at least, but it's still, it's still, it's still BS. And, you know, they need to act like professionals and get over this stuff. I mean, given it has gotten worse, I mean, to a degree, if you ask anybody who played football in the sixties about going into Philadelphia to play, they'll tell you it hasn't gotten any worse. It was the same back then, but you know, it's fans, have become more entitled and feel like they can get away with more and they do push the boundaries. True. But again, when you're being paid millions of dollars to play a game and yes, it is your profession and your job, but let's look at the reality. You're still being paid to play a game. And part of you that know, money comes from where? From the fans. Exactly. The people who are paying, you know, your salary and you may say, oh, well, they were in a different stadium. It's not their fans. Doesn't matter. Those fans are still paying your salary because there's revenue splitting in all sports now or almost all sports. Anyway, the major uh, the major league ones, um, you know, teams actually share revenue percentages at different times from the contracts, from the fans, from sales, from everything. Um, again, these are the people who are there paying for you to play a game Agreed. you know if, if you didn't have them you don't have a job so uh, they gotta they gotta stop with this crap they really do they gotta stop enabling these players like that you know and just listen to them and just be like okay yeah we'll kick them out no come on get out of here with that bs jc says uh athletes need to remember right or wrong fans have a right to cheer boo make smart remarks as freedom of expression and not react to the negative ones unless they are physically attacked heckling is one thing and should just slide off their backs if it gets physical that's another thing altogether and again that's something that that i agree as well i mean even in uh in in professional wrestling in wwe a fan goes over the the uh the the divider the 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 thing that you know protects them or whatever then they have the right to tackle them because at that point they're on a private property you know, they, they need to like, because sometimes some fans get out of hand, they go in the ring and try to attack a wrestler. When they attack them, that's assault. That's a right. assault at that point. And, and charges do get pressed nowadays, you know, and those fans should feel lucky that this isn't 19, you know, seventies when Ming would have ripped your head off right there in the middle of the ring. And there would have been no charges filed against him. I mean, there are legendary stories of wrestlers being attacked by fans who took it too far and the wrestlers just opening up on them and putting them in the hospital wrestlers never faced any consequences for that you know nowadays the wrestler would face consequences for doing something like that and the fans have gotten entitled and you also got fans too with the female wrestlers they try to like go ahead and touch and grab them and stuff like that it's like no 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 you can't disrespect somebody like that you you definitely don't have the right you paid for a ticket not to go if you want to go ahead and grab or something like that go to strip club you know, that's that's the that's the place where you could go ahead and grab and not, sometimes not even there. It, it, I've only been to a few back in my very much younger days. And all I recall and from my friends who have been strippers and who've been dancers in exotic places and stuff, you're not allowed to touch or grab. Well, the bouncers will come. The bouncers will come and jump on you in about a heartbeat if those girls give them the you know, give them the right look. I was about to say <laughs> that's also the stripper.
prerogative too, because some strippers, they actually allow you like, okay, go ahead and grab here. You know, it just depends on how much they like you. You apparently <laughs> have more, yeah. more experience with strippers than I do. No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, another, <laughs> another sports news. Let's change the subject here quickly, quickly, quickly. <laughs> LeBron James not paying $8 a month for Twitter blue check. Now, as we all know on Twitter, you actually can pay $8 a month to get a little blue check mark on next to your name. But LeBron, the billionaire, uh, refuses to pay $8 a month for a blue check. And it's just funny because it's like, you know, he actually tweeted um, and he said, Quote, well, guess my blue check will be gone soon because if you know me, I ain't paying the five. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, you know, this guy really does not want to pay the money for a blue check. Well, it doesn't cost me, that much. Let me give you the other side of that because I know people, big name stars who are not willing to pay for it. It's not because they can't afford it. It's because it's worthless now. Elon yeah, Musk decided Elon Musk decided to sell it to anybody who wants it. It doesn't matter anymore. It's worthless. It's a matter of principle that most people don't want to pay it anymore. Most people, most big celebrities are like, screw it. It doesn't matter anymore. Any any Joe Blow who wants to get a blue check can get a blue check. All he's got to do is pay eight bucks. You know, it doesn't mean anything. And Joni would agree. Blue check is dumb. Anybody can now get it. She said dumb in big old capital letters right there. Yeah, it, it just makes no sense. As soon as Musk made that decision, it devalued what that actually means and what it was meant for. So you gotta get a blue why, check. In the, why in the world would anybody care if they had one now, if anybody can get it? True. Very true. I mean, I guess the blue check also signifies the popularity that the person has, the followers and so on and so well, forth. It did at one value. point, you know, the value and the recognition that you are a person of interest and really that person. Well, it, do, it just doesn't matter anymore. I mean, if anybody can do it, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. And I mean, they're still doing the blue checks on Instagram. I know that, right? I believe they're still the verified on Instagram as well as I think on Facebook, but I know um, you're verified. I yeah, I'm, I'm verified. And I, I worked hard to get that check mark on twitter and uh you know it's i haven't paid for it i have no interest why would i it, it well, doesn't mean anything and well, most you, of my friends don't they feel the same way well you and lebron are on the same page for once <laughs> which is rare <laughs> which is very rare uh in other sports news a fan speaking of fans going into where they're not supposed to be going a fan gets tackled down to the ground by security after he jumps over uh into the dodgers field to propose to his uh, now fiance uh and i i saw the video i think it was a little extreme what they did the guy was on one knee security came and just like launched their whole body on this guy and just tackled him it's like the guy wasn't running he was on one knee he was proposing to somebody he didn't have a gun on me he wasn't on he wasn't armed come on you could have easily like you know not it, gone that far it doesn't matter they have to set an example you that cannot do harsh. that it, no i i disagree completely because every moron in the world's going to do it if you don't. If they're all nice about it and it's no big deal, every moron in the world is going to do it. I'll give you an example. When I met Joni in, in New Orleans during Mardi Gras, her cousin um, 
I believe <laughs> I may have the story wrong. She'll correct us. But either her cousin or her brother got arrested during Mardi Gras because someone pointed at him and said he dropped his pants and flashed me. Oh, wow. It actually wasn't him. It was the other person. So if it was her brother who got arrested, it was her cousin who had flashed. And if it was her cousin who got arrested, it was her brother who had flashed. But he ended up getting arrested. No questions asked. There was no explaining. There was no nothing. And a couple of nights later, I happened to be trying to go to a certain restaurant. It was going to close soon and there was no tables. And a cop who was there after hours off duty um, Joni said it was her cousin. Yeah, <laughs> um, I knew she'd correct us. But <laughs> this this off duty cop said, hey, you want to you want to join me and let me sit at his table to have some dinner because there was just nowhere else for me to sit. And uh, I sat there and we talked for a bit and I asked him, I said, look, can I ask you something? Why I, I posed the scenario to him and I said, you know, why would he get arrested with no, I mean, someone can just point and he gets taken in. And he said, look, during Mardi Gras, there are 10,000 people on that street or in those streets every single time. We're 300 cops. We have no time to be able to ask questions. We ask the questions after you get taken down. And it's, it's the same thing. They can't allow even one person with good intentions to get on the field and do that without serious repercussions, because it will snowball. I mean, it's one of those things where, okay, fine. I can agree that they have to set an example, but they could have verbally told him, get off the field. Now. I don't, I don't think they verbally. And, told and, him is, and is that going to deter the next moron who wants to delay the game by jumping onto the field? No. You Having verbally words is... get, well, I mean, it's the same thing when it comes to the police. They verbally tell you before they shoot you, they verbally tell you, put down the weapon or else we will shoot you. Same concept. Put go get off the field or we will tackle you. It is same not. The, it is not the same. Con. It is not. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. You cannot allow. It is already well known under any circumstances. You are not allowed to enter the playing field under any circumstances. They have thrown families out because a kid has gone over the side to grab a ball and then get back in the stands. That whole family gets ejected from the game immediately. I don't was know. It, I was think it, it was... hurting anyone? No, but that is a known fact. So you've had your warning. You're, it's known. You've had your warning already from security and the police. You are not allowed to do this under any circumstances. They have to set the example. It's a deterrent. Yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't. It's just it was too excessive for my for my taste. But the good news is his fiance said yes. <laughs> they actually showed a picture of both of them on Instagram. Uh, according to TMC Sports, here it says uh, uh, TMZ Sports did some digging, and as it turns out, the wild stunt was all worth it because the girlfriend said yes. The newly engaged couple even posed uh, together for a pic after the dust settled, with the fiance sporting her new shiny ring, and I think he was sporting a new shiny shiner <laughs> after he got beaten down. <laughs> oh my god um we got basically you know I, again i just to me it was a little too excessive uh jc seems to agree with you jeremy uh saying that i'm uh i'm in jeremy's miller's side on this one humans are monkey see monkey do so if one gets away with it others were uh will invariably try i mean again I, i'm not saying that not an example just 
the the approach, in my opinion, wasn't exactly the best approach to go they about. They didn't stomp him into the ground. They tackled dude, him. Dude, that was a hard tackle. Yes. No, no pads. Good. <sighs> they didn't stand over him and stomp him into the turf. They tackled him and put him down hard, as they should. That's their job. I just, I don't agree. I don't agree. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. And that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for being a part of the Navarro Miller Report. Uh, again, we're trying to like be on here as much as we can. Again, scheduling conflicts. So if we're not on here uh, or if we don't announce it, just know that we will, we always announce when we come on. So no need to ask the question, will you guys be on? Trust me, if we if we announce it, we're going to be on. Uh, and if we have a cancellation or if it's last minute that we cancel or something like that, we will go ahead and say something about along the lines or if uh, something technical happens again. Um, we'll go ahead and announce it. Wow, that was off for me right there. Uh, but we will try to make sure that we let you guys know. For now, we will be back on again uh, this Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And, uh, you know, you can always follow us on YouTube. YouTube to check out the past episodes. We are available the next day on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio.com, Amazon Music, or Amazon, I think it was, yeah, it's Amazon Music. Uh, and of course on Spotify and many other uh, places where you could go ahead and stream us. Uh, I always announce it on TikTok as well. So you can follow me on TikTok. Plus I always do like a little radio TikTok every Saturday. So make sure you follow me. My TikTok is right on there. So you can follow me. I play everything from uh, every music from eighties, nineties and today. So make sure you check me out uh, everything from pop to rock and everything in between. So make sure you check us out. But for right now, I'm Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And we will see you here next time. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report. <laughs>